Start in T minus ten seconds. Ten, nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. We have ignition. Order followers, these are the people who keep this system of slavery in place. Okay? They're the people who keep this system of, sla in, of slavery in place. Let me just say this again. Order followers are the people who keep the existence of slavery in place. Not the ruling class, not the masters, not the so-called elite, which aren't the elite of anything but the bottom of a trash can. Okay? The people who keep slavery in place are the people who willfully follow their orders. Nobody wants to hear that. And people will hate you for saying it. <laughs> Following orders means, by definition, doing what you are told to do without judging for yourself whether or not that action that you are being ordered to carry out is actually right or wrong. That's the definition of following orders. I mean, can anybody refute that? Is that not the actual definition of following someone else's order? By definition, you're not, if you're following the order, you're given the order and then you just act. You just do it because you're following the order. You don't sit there and go, is what that person told me to do right? Do I have a right to do that? Is that moral? Should I do that because, you know, it, it's okay and it doesn't hurt somebody else? Or should I not do that because it actually does cause harm? It's not what an order follower does in their mind. An order follower says, yes, sir, and follows the order. That's why it's called an order follower. That's why it's called following an order. So that's the definition of what an order follower is. It's not my perception of what an order follower is. It's the actual definition of order following. Okay? If an individual, this is key to understand, if an individual is performing the task of following orders, by definition, that individual can not be exercising conscience. Since, by definition, exercising conscience means that one is willfully choosing through their free will for themselves right action over wrong action. So the, the concept of following orders is completely polar opposite to the concept of exercising conscience. 
You cannot be doing the same things simultaneously. It's impossible to do those two things simultaneously. They are contradictions in terms by definition. Okay, most people don't grasp that. Okay, by definition, if you're following orders, you cannot be actually exercising conscious conscience, which involves free will choice based on the knowledge of right and wrong. Here's what order following gets us as far as a nation is concerned. You know, not that we're not already there, not that these people already didn't take us. Because we're taken by them already, covertly. They took us through the school systems. They, they couldn't beat us militarily. So they said, well, let's send our ideologues over there and get into the minds of their children. And if you don't believe that's what happened, you're very, very, very naive. Not only the Nazis, but the communists as well. Because really, it's all just forms of socialism. That's what feudalism is. Worldwide socialism is, there's no such thing as private property. State owns everything. Rights don't exist. Property rights don't exist. Everybody's a feudal serf again. It's called neo-feudalism. I don't care which branch you come at it from. You want to come at it from the left, that's called communism. You want to come at it from the right, that's called national socialism. Communism, international socialism. They're both the same force. It's called feudalism. Let's just call it what it is. It's called feudalism, which is in itself just another euphemism for slavery. They want neo-feudalism, which is the new world order of, of slavery. Okay? And it's already here. It's not something that's coming. It's here now. The object is to get out of it. This is the result of following orders. That's what following orders gets to society. Following orders should never be seen as a virtue. Following orders is evil. I don't care whether you're, I don't, I don't care if somebody, I don't care if somebody who is considered a holy man gives me an order and I'm, I follow it, I've just committed an act of evil, as far as I'm concerned. If I'm acting based on solely what somebody else has told me to do, that's evil. There's no morality in it at all, at all, at all. There's, it's not a virtue, it's evil, okay? Let me just make that so abundantly clear and state it so unequivocally. There's no such thing as any possible moral following of orders. The two terms are contradictory. All right? I was just following orders is never a valid excuse or justification for immoral criminal behavior and this lame attempt to abdicate personal responsibility should never be accepted as a valid excuse for such behavior. And why it's done is through justification. And again, that means to create a right from jus, meaning right or law, and the Latin verb facere, which means to make or to create. And this is what they say, I was just following orders, I was just doing my job. I was shutting down your protest. You don't have a right to speak. The politicians commanded me so. So I just came out and I was just doing my job, hitting you with a sound cannon. You know, just doing my job, just following my orders. It's a justification. You're a criminal. There's nothing moral in that. There's nothing virtuous in that. It's called criminal behavior, criminal activity. And what they do is try to create it into a right, make it into a right by a justification. And nobody should ever accept their justifications. Because you know what their justifications is? That, you know what they are? It's called a 100% crock of bull that is a complete lie. It's a lie. 
They're just straight up looking you in the face and saying, I'm not responsible for that. I just did it, but I'm not the one who's responsible for it because I was acting on orders. Well, see, this defense didn't work as the Nuremberg defense, and nobody in America should be accepting it. Nobody in America should be accepting it because they believe in the legitimacy of authority and government through mind control. That's what the, they believe it. They believe there's legitimacy to it. Most people actually believe that there's legitimacy to this criminal behavior because a class of people calling themselves government have magically been imbued and gifted with such rights, quote unquote. They believe they have rights other people don't. They themselves believe it, but worse is that the people who are actually affected by that criminal behavior, they believe they have the authority to do it. Gandhi said, you assist an evil system most effectively by obeying its orders and decrees. An evil system never deserves such allegiance. Allegiance to it means partaking of the evil. A good person will resist an evil system with his or her whole soul, which means saying no. Ahoy there, mateys. It's time to set sail on another episode of Unconstitutional Awakening. I figured I'd open this episode up with uh, Mark Passio there and a clip from his his speech that he had about order followers. He's he's actually pretty passionate about that subject and has had has many videos out there of him. And that's just one that hits a lot of the right nerves because my buddy there from Defeat the Media and the Upside Down over there in Aussie Land, Terry, has joined us again today and. He uh that that was the subject he suggested that he we get to come on and talk about today was order followers. And I think there's a lot to be said to that, as Mr. Passio was just saying, that you know, they're at the end of the day, they're the ones who bring down that, you know, hand of or boot or whatever it is of the government and follow through with their actions and such. So, you know, that was I feel that was just a great place to kick this episode off. And then you know, of course, as you can see, I've got Neptune with me here today, and uh, Terry's Terry's joining us because, like I said, this is uh this is I think this is a really good subject. I'm glad Terry brought this. Hey guys, how you doing? And I'm so stoked to have you back over here again, bud. I love it when you get when you got time to come over here and join us. I know your your time zone and stuff like you're in the future compared to where I am. As uh, <laughs> yeah. you know, but it yeah. it's, it's it's good that we can still connect with us every now and then and come on and have these conversations. Yeah, it's always how you fun doing, to jump today, up back on, yeah. I'm good. I'm good. Um, it's six half six in the morning, so it's not too bad. Um, just like getting up for a normal work day, but no, no, it's good. It's it's always good to jump back on. Thanks very much for having me, Jimmy. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Neptune, how you doing today, buddy? Doing, doing well, man. And Terry, great to see you again, man. And this was yeah, a uh, this was a great topic to bring up. I think this is a good subject matter. Oh, I, I really do too. You know, this I is uh, right now. You know, that's a, I think that's the thing that's over there with us trying to do all this stuff and all these different subjects and being all over the place over there at Unconstitutional Awakening. You know, the podcast and stuff where we, we, some of these subjects are very important and I think they're overlooked by the goings on in the world and stuff like that today. And I think these are things we need to pause and look for. And as Mark Passio said in the beginning of his little speech there, you know, this is, a, this is one of those subjects that, people don't like to talk about and you know I'm, I, I, I hate to say it i think this is one of the main subjects more people should talk about because right down to your local level you've got order followers enforcing the will of you know tyranny on a day-to-day -day basis so that's that 
that's an important subject. And of course, though, of course, you guys know, though, that we can, uh, you know, that we you can find all this good kind of stuff hanging out over here on our spectacular website, unconstitutionalawakening.com, where you can find all our great stuff, including links to the podcast, links to, you know, any kind of updated news we try to put up, the new UA social, and uh, links to watch our show on Odyssey, Rumble, and BitChute, and everywhere you can listen to it, including the website itself. And I do thank each and every one of y'all that take the time to tune in and such, worldwide even. That's, that's pretty impressive, I believe. You could also check out our merch store and uh, get linked back to our sponsors. And because, you know, Terry is a regular friend of the group here, you can totally get back to his Facebook page directly off of the website as well, too, because, you know, it's it, that's what it's about to me is bringing people together. And I love the work he does over there on Facebook with his, trying to spread information. And that's why I feel he's a part of this family anyway. So, you know, but of course, you get over there and you can check out those sponsors of ours, you know, our friends of Liberty that are trying to give alternative uh, views and alternative things than the regular that you get from corporations and stuff like my buddy Kirk Elliott over there with Kirk Elliott, phd.com forward slash Jim Bob forward slash. He's, he's helping you invest your money in things like gold, silver, 401k type stuff, you know, things that you should do, especially with the gold and silver, not knowing where uh, currency is going. Cause I promise you gold and silver will still have value, even if the dollar goes belly up today. So make sure you check out Kirk Elliott over there, man. That link will be down there and on this episode and on the website, as well as Peachy Key Creations, our local energy healer and natural soap and candle maker. She makes some great some great homemade candles and awesome soaps like our new Dragon's Blood Pirate Soap in lieu of the show here where, you know, everything's done with real materials instead of whatever they're buying and putting into stuff in your stores and stuff. You can go give, check her out at Facebook and on Etsy and that's Peachy Key Creations. And my little young buddy over there, Ammo Can Survival, making camp aid for camping, first aid, and survival gear, as well as ghillie suits and some of these awesome plate carriers that he's got going on. If you scroll down here, you can see different things he's got going on and building for folks, man. He's, he's always a busy young man. He's, he's got a good, good future in this stuff, and that's Ammo Can Survival over there on Instagram. And, of course, lastly, my good buddy Brett Pike over there at classicallearner.com with Homeschools Connected and Cubs to Bears books. He's trying to help. He's a former teacher, and he's trying to help all these other parents that have walked away from the, the indoctrination camps, at least here in the States and worldwide, if you're willing. And, you know, you can get into some of these homeschool curriculums that he gives out for free. And as I've, and as I've mentioned before, he's even got a really cool one right now on boat building. So if you decide you want to design and build a sailboat, you know, set sail on the open sea like we do, that'd be the guy to talk to. And that's Homeschools Connected, man. Of course, you guys know, like I said, I try to make sure I have all these links with each episode and they're on the website so that you can check them out anytime you want. These these folks are helping us try to build a better tomorrow by offering these alternative things to whatever corporations out there doing their thing. So now that I got all that good stuff out of the way, let's let's I mean, let's just jump into it. Terry, are you, what are your feelings on order followers? Good, sir. Uh, it's, it's something pretty close to my heart because um, I used to be one. <clears throat> No, I was I was in the, the Royal Air Force for nine years, maybe a couple of months shy of that. I wasn't infantry, anything like that, but obviously I had the basic infantry training. Um, so a tradesman in the Air Force. So not frontline, not army, I get that. But um, I was part of that system, that institution of the military. So, you know, it's something that's close to my heart. <clears throat> and I know that it's something that people don't really like to talk about in general because Let's be honest, most people, they don't have friends or family 
that you could class as an institutional order follower. And so it means that you have to confront them about their actions and people don't like doing it. And I've done it myself. I've, I've said like, you know, I've got friends obviously that are still in the military and you talk to them and, oh, they, they don't like it. They don't like it at all because you're yeah, questioning their moral, their moral, because they, they believe that they're morally good people. And then when you're highlighting, well, actually, are, are you? I know you're good to me, you're good to your family, you're good to your friends, but are you, in general, by following orders, are you morally a good person? And that really, it, it, it sticks right in the neck for them. They really don't like that. Are you good to your fellow man? Yeah. That's what it boils down to. I've been permanently excused from my little brother's Christmas gathering because he's a cop. And he was bragging about writing a 70-something-year-old man a jaywalking ticket. And I we ended up getting into an argument over it. And... Yeah, I got permanently uninvited. And I was just like, I was, just like, yeah. I was, like, I was like, look, because you know, I, mean, I feel I had a good argument. That's a 76-year-old man. He's done his time. He's probably been into the military and things like that. And yeah. that old man feels like risking his life to go across the street, not at the crosswalk. <laughs> That's on him, dude. Like you, you... Or, or just leave him alone. Just just check and, and say, are you okay? Are you all right? Yeah. Is, is he yeah. he's down to mind? Not this is a chance to give someone a ticket. Yeah. Yep. And, you know, that's not something to be proud of, nor is it a really something that anyone should take pride in, by and large, in my opinion. And, Terry, to your point, uh, yeah, I was definitely a tradesman, too. You know, doing four years with the Navy here in the U.S., um, obviously, I never saw combat. I never saw any of that. But, you know, being part of an institution that is prepared to blindly follow the orders of what we deem our superiors, uh, you know, it gives time for self-reflection when you get out of it. Right. And I don't think there's a better example, Jimmy peep the chat. Uh, something I wanted to get right into from, yeah, from, from Paseo's point in his video, when he referenced those very brutal images of, uh, you know, Nazi SS officers and such straight up executing people. This is the, the Fuhrer Oath. This is what those people in that time, this is what people who swore to fight for the Third Reich had to adhere to. And, it, it, it you know, it gives pause for thought there, right? That you look at you know, you look at the Nuremberg trials, you look at the fact that obviously there are some that are still alive and a few, including the one gentleman from Can that had been living in Canada who had been prosecuted a couple of years ago. I'm sure you guys are probably familiar with this story. Um, it's a matter of, I was just following orders and it's still inherently immoral and whether or not, we think what we're doing is we're doing right by our friends, by our family. Are we doing right by our fellow man? Because it opens the door for the possibility that we commit heinous acts against other people in foreign nations or on our own soil, for example. And I, I use the U.S. in this example because there are – you can't really leave a conversation, right, without bringing up something seriously fucked up the U.S. has done in the Middle East. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Authorizing that's a drone strike one, on a school bus full of children. Like, oh, for real. <laughs> I, I mean, I just, you, think, you think about, oh, you think about uh, the things people are capable of doing in the name of following orders. Yep. On, I mean, you've seen the Führer's Oath there, and that's obviously to do with, well, this is a higher purpose. So they've, they've used God. So, so you're serving God, right? They weren't yeah, serving yeah. God. Whether or not they believe in God, that's different. But what Hitler's done there, or they're attributing your actions to a higher cause, not to himself and an elitist group of cycles. Yeah. Terry, can I ask you something about, because I don't, I don't know what, what the Royal Army, Royal Air Force, Royal Navy would do back when you served, but there aren't too many years between us. So I have to ask, were you ever, ever given a Bible during or after your recruit training? Yes. Yeah. I was, yeah. I was as well. And it was almost conditioned that into our belief system that we were serving a higher power and, and, and doing the will of God. And honestly, it's just, it, it, Jimmy, I see the shocked look on your face. This is a real thing. Not really as far shock, as I know, just... as far as I know, the Marine Corps still does it. Um, it's, it, it's not commonplace in the modern military with, you know, with, the, the way society is now. And I'm not saying it was ever a good thing in the first place, but it's just, it's, it's something. And obviously it echoes across the pond to our cousins across the way, right? That this is something that if we couldn't excuse ourselves of doing it, then we have to make right that we did right when we approached the pearly gates. You go, that we can, you go that we can be absolved of our actions. And how, and how fucked up is that? That, okay, sorry, I did all these heinous things when I was on Earth, but hey, I, 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 I put my hand on the Bible that I thought I did the right thing, right? Well, well I mean, and I'm following you, orders look, in the name of what I thought history, was right. Yeah. Most, most conflicts, most of these wars throughout human history have been very religious based and each side absolutely thinks they're doing the work of their God. Like, you know, when, when, when you've got people, there's people that will strap bombs to kids and be like, Oh, you know, if you go in there and blow these people up, you're going to have a great time in the afterlife. And it's just like, what? Like, why, why would you tell someone that? Like, and, and you know, it, it, I think it, it, it almost permeates every every walk of life that we have now. Like, and I I liken it more these days to to police in the U.S. who are becoming they already are paramilitary, but are continuing to be even more paramilitary and through military surplus, which obviously we've talked about. In past episodes, Terry, you've heard me talk about that before, and I feel like I'm beating a dead horse that I think it's just woefully wrong to give law enforcement that that purview of power, that to to follow orders and then give them the same means by which they could almost declare asymmetrical warfare on their own people. It's just wrong, man. They've been granted more power gradually over the years, haven't they? So, I mean, obviously I see it there, but it's it's global. We live in a global empire, and pretty much most of them all run off of the same formula. Oh, yeah, I I agree. 
if you go back 20 years or so, um, I, I don't think police were given anywhere near as much power as what they have now. I mean, I mean, their job title is supposed to be to, to stop a crime. I mean, what it's, I, don't, I'm not, I don't know what your definition is there, but it's supposed to be to protect private property, yeah. I think, and to stop any physical harm. And, and now it's basically... And protect. It's commonly accepted, even, that they're just allowed to go around and steal money off you, basically, by fining you. And if you don't, then they, they'll pull you off the street and throw you in a cage. The amount of things that they can do, evict you from your home, all these things that people just blindly accept, they are not allowed to do, and it's not their, it's not their job title. <clears throat> Seizures of stuff and things like that. Civil, because, you know, they, Civil really forfeiture is, yeah. is, is so That's, fucked. Civil forfeiture is so fucked. Right, I think sorry, police I'll... are a good. No, I think police are a good example of this because you know, okay, a lot. If you really think about it, a lot of your order followers are sociopathic. They have psychological issues. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Like, there's something wrong up there. And if it's one thing that I will personally sit here and say about, especially American cops, you have a lot of un, uh, uneducated psychopaths. That went through a couple weeks of training to learn how to extort you in the best route that they possibly can. Yes, and the smart the smart ones are CEOs and bankers and politicians. The dumb ones are cops, pretty much. And yeah. you know, Paseo made a terrific point there that you know while I did while I'll disagree on the assertion that I I do absolutely believe that uh, the string the string pullers the the puppet masters if you will have as much stake in calling the shots on what they deem is unlawful or uh, should be illegal, right? And mm -hmm. obviously, we, we lay we should absolutely hold the individuals who say, I'm just following orders accountable. There's absolutely that disparity there that a, the, the weak will will the weak-minded will follow and i i don't think there's any better reference of that in history as is in as far as looking at nazi germany um it, and but to to that end i it, it's almost ingrained in our dna right that we we see these people in day-to-day -day life you can go on any facebook page you can see where Spike Cohen will just will chime in, just dragging police agencies through the coals, right? Terry, I don't know if you see this very much, but Spike, I do, he's, I do see it, yeah. He he's all over almost all of them. It's like, where's he going to show up next? And then you see something you never heard about, and then you see all the local people around that particular agency, that department that says, "God bless our police for keeping our communities safe." For what? Getting an ounce of fucking marijuana off a guy? Really? Oh, me I mean, those break. those posts get smashed so badly now, don't they? Oh, I mean, it's it's a thing know. of beauty to, to see them getting dragged so hard. But oh, I mean, absolutely, I agree. I'm I'm not going to collectively blanket all order followers as psychopaths and sociopaths because I know that myself. I'm not. But what I do know is that I was willing to commit actions that could have been deemed the same because I was brainwashed at the time. Um, I'm always reminded of a quote from, I think it was Goebbels, take their rights away a thousand tiny pieces at a time. Well, the same can be said about um, increasing the amount of power that order followers are given, especially police, obviously. I mean, if you look 
over say 20, 30 years, you've, you've now got police officers that are allowed to kill with immunity, basically. And then any time, and, and we, we live in a digital world where everything is documented. It's not even a case of going to court and he says, she says. You can literally look at videos now where police officers are caught, firstly given, you know, the dog, the old one, two, and then no knock raid in a house and they'll just shoot whoever moves. And for some reason, that are allowed to be let away with that. So that that's given them permission to to basically end people's lives without any repercussions whatsoever. I mean, we know obviously when politically it's it's usable, they will prosecute police like the George Floyd incident because that got such a widespread global sort of condemnation that there was no way that he could have got away with that. So, but on smaller instances that aren't as widely known, you find that the police tend to be able to get away literally with murder. Oh, I mean, that's, that's absolutely power that is, it's crazy. It's crazy. It, it's mind boggling. And brother, I wish you were on the other night because I actually brought up this exact thing. Mm. So, uh, Jimmy, pull that Graham versus Connor up again, if you will, if you don't mind, because I'd like to talk about this for a moment. So when we think of policing in the U.S., qualified immunity, obviously, it gives police some shield from civil liability. So, mm-hmm. right, they, they can't be sued for wrongful death in civil court, right? But the, the standard in the U.S. for what is defined in court as the standard for um, any law enforcement action that involves officer-involved shootings or any use of force is, called, is the, the case of Graham versus Connor. And they call it the reasonableness test. It's given this name because of, and this will get to, to human conditioning, which I, I'd like to touch on here in a second. But essentially, any court case that involves an officer using deadly force could be perceived as reasonable in the eyes of the jury. And there's a human condition that goes into that because. If you're in a court setting where you are surrounded by people, and let's just use, let's just use any any state. I'll just use Georgia, because Jimmy and I both know living here that this is definitely a thing where we live. If an officer shoots you, and the case goes to court, and you're in jury and the jury decides that based on the evidence in front of them that the officer acted within the within reason right that it's excusable and that goes into a real issue i think permeates every walk of life that we have this problem where we talk about what power the police should have and then the time comes to use that power, and we just blindly we just blind blindly bend over and say, "God bless the police." We don't question the 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 ulterior motive. The only time I can think of in recent memory that someone was really held accountable from a police perspective in this matter was Amber Geiger breaking into the home of Botham Jean and thinking that she was going into her own apartment. And shooting the man. And that was fucking wrong, right? Yeah, she's fucking <laughs> but, lying as well. 
she lied her ass off and she mm-hmm. got what was it like 10 years was it like 10 years in prison she'll still walk again after after murdering a man straight up mm-hmm. home invasion and murdering a man if the, if a civilian did that if they were in a southern state they'd get the death penalty See, we, the same uh, the same standard by which she was judged would get a person in that state, Texas, that would get them the death penalty. See, and I'm not even going to I'm not even going to bust balls about that. That is the absolute truth. Anyone who disagrees with that fact, I will die on that hill. We I, have, I'm not going to make any bones about it. But there is that matter of human conditioning that we are there. The presumption of correctness. That was the word I was looking for. We immediately want to go into this state of believing that the police are doing right at all times and anything that challenges that view. Uh, I don't think people know how to process that. So I I think my my larger point there. Oh yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, they, they they have to give them immunity because you know, they're not going to turn on their own bodyguards, aren't they? No, it's just, that's not good tactics, is it? No, these, these no. People are the ones enslaving everyone for you, so you're not going to turn on them. So they basically give them yeah. as much power as they possibly can. Absolutely. I mean, I mean, it, it's obviously there's certain types of people that want to be um, yeah. in these sort of positions of power. There are people like myself who joined up not because mm-hmm. I didn't join the military because I wanted to be a hero and to say serve my country, and I, I needed a job. So. That sort of separates me from the likes of someone who joins the police or the military because they just need a job and the likes of those who join because they want to commit certain acts because, uh, and they want to get away with it as well. So, yeah. I mean, I think that there is, I'm not going to be collective about order followers. You can't be, you can't really be collective about anything, but there has got to be a very high amount of people in these sort oh, of positions that are psychopaths. 100%. And even if you don't, put the blanket over the order followers themselves. I think it is fair to put the blanket over Mm -hmm. the people that go around and parade those people when they go off and do something morally and ethically fucked. Right. I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a secret hiding in plain sight, but I mean, obviously we've been at war since the dawn of time, psychopaths versus the rest of us. It's about power. It's about this pyramid system of power and wealth. And then you've got those that serve them and nothing yeah. much has really changed historically. And when you look at it in that sense, you can, you can understand why people, why they need to brainwash us so badly, because if people actually turn around and we're like, wait a minute, I can see what's going on here. Every city in the world would be on fire <laughs> by the morning, but there are, that's, that's why they start the brainwashing early. They have to get you at the schools and say, yeah, well, you're serving flags, you're serving gods, you're, you're doing this work, you're doing that, you're a good person. These are our heroes in society, not look at these guys that are enslaving yeah. us all, you know? No, yeah, 100%. And, you know, there's a perspective to, you know, people waking up to that fact too. There are, as far as it is known, 81 million people in the U.S. are owners of registered firearms. There are 400,000 law enforcement professionals in the u.s and this is something bandit and i have gone on about extensively where we right where we talk about um the matter of policing and how that would actually look 
if they try to enforce that reasonably within a boundary of people that are not going to just bend over and take a knee, it won't work. It will fail and it will fail miserably. Oh, absolutely. I mean, you know, I mean, the, you've, you, that's why you have so many police, you know, they, they take the steps to, like I was sharing a few minutes ago, to get into police unions. And I don't think people understand that a police union is not like a labor union. Like, yeah, man. The purpose of a police union is to find more ways to help them cover their own ass. 100%. Like, I, I was thinking about this before we even jumped on. After looking at the notes when you sent me that stuff earlier, Jimmy, yeah. I was looking at the notes from, from what Terry had from what Terry had said, and I was thinking about, you know, the larger implication of police unions as it applies in the U.S., especially with laws like Graham versus Connor, like Terry versus Ohio. With respect to any law that gives police power, there is a police union. They are waiting, chomping at the bit to defend why that is okay. And then you've got an army of people behind that when it hits the media that are prepared to say, this is okay. We should not. We should not overturn this law because A, B, C, D, E, F, G. Right? We shouldn't have and, resisted. Fired yeah, we should have just should have just complied. Like seriously, like Jesus should have just complied with the fucking Romans. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, it's sorry. It's, it's I'm, I know I'm using more curse words than I normally use in one of these, but I'm I keep this one close to the chest, but just I mean, like Terry. But does, I mean, so. with that, there are different kinds of order followers, and I think that's what Terry was yeah. kind of alluding at there. You know, you do have your your blind faith; they're going to do whatever they need to do for that paycheck, and then you've got people that were kind of just getting, you know, trying to get a paycheck, and so you know, you were you were brainwashed and you were kind of laying low, you know, you were doing what you were told to do, but in the back of your mind, you probably still had that voice that was going, wait a minute, bro. Wait a minute. Is this moral? Is this right? You know what I'm saying? Where where I I feel a lot of these guys and I, you know, the George Floyd is, I think is, is a hairy example, but a lot of these guys, you know, they're, they're, they're willing to do whatever they need to do to, apprehend or whatever and make sure those orders are followed through regardless of who they kill so let me if i if i may i i i haven't gone you know on the record about this but this is something i feel like i should go ahead and say so uh after i got out of the navy many years ago uh i did go to school and i i majored criminal justice minored in information technology but as a component of that uh I went through North Carolina's basic law enforcement training program. And it, essentially what that is, is it is what will allow you to carry a firearm and apply for a job anywhere, be it private security, be it, you know, you know, public, you know, police institution, whatever. And I, I look back on that now because my whole thought was, Hey, maybe I could, actually do some good maybe i could do some good in the community i was young i was definitely not where i'm at now and i i wanted to get into into law enforcement i i had upper aspirations of getting into the fbi and looking back at it now i realized that it was probably a good thing but in the short of it um 
you go through this psychological exam, which is not really a psychological exam of your of kind of your character. It's more of a it's an evaluation of how you would treat specific scenarios. And uh, how that wound up for me was that I was told verbatim, as a matter of fact, by one particular agency, uh, we're not in need of your services. Um, and I never got any explanation to that. And um, as I've looked back on that through the years, I realized that, okay, I see now what the actual interest and guiding light is. And it comes down to if you're going to act within the matter of making a judgment call or if you're just going to do what you're told. I, th I think I'd be fascinated. I'd be fascinated to know um, just how psychological the exams are and if they actively, you know, they put check marks against those that are willing to just carry out any action because it's deemed it's plausible. I, I wish I knew what that actually looked like. I, I would love to see one of those tests. Me too. I'd love I, to see I one. Would, I would love to know how that piece of paper, that, that five page long ass packet looking thing was actually graded. That it's something that's always, it stuck out in my mind. Like at the time I was like, what did I do wrong? I, I didn't know, but the, over the over over the years, I've just thought of it in that in that manner. That okay. Well, I mean, I think I think I, we can. I, all... I think I dodged a bullet. Yeah, yeah, you definitely. You, I mean, I think I think we can all agree that. Um, I don't know. Maybe you might disagree. I think order followers are the most dangerous people in society. I think it goes without question that without them, everything else unravels. Now. I get that people want some form of, of order, but I mean, you can sort of, you can do that within your own communities, can't you really? I mean, you guys are still armed, so, you know, people aren't tending, if they've got a brain on them, they're not going to break open your house and fuck with you and try and steal your stuff, are they? But, um, oh, what's this? I found this interesting I was, article. I want to. I want to actually read this. This is good. And I'm gonna make sure that I share. But this this was an article written on Cura or Cura or whatever by an actual psychologist that feels that the so-called psychological test that police are given is complete nonsense. Wow. Um, and she when you you know I read through it a little bit beforehand, but it's basically it's it's just fishing for people that. Like I think you were just saying a second ago, Neptune, and even you, Terry, it's just fishing for people that are. Jimmy, can you link this? I want to actually. I want to read this while we're talking. They're fishing for people that are like, like you just said. They're they're more so looking for people that will just blindly do as they're told, instead of looking for people that, you know, actually have a higher set you know like iq or, or a conscience i mean I, I i i'll turn it all the way back to a conscience like i feel in a lot of times that i've gotten mix-ups with police and stuff that that there is no logical reasoning with these guys like no matter what you try to you know if you, if you try to have a civil logic conversation with them they're trying to turn it back around and look for things that they can just kind of impose on you and such and it's just, it's, you, it's yeah. psychological mind yeah. games 
if you if you check if you if you watch any of the videos where they they get questioned, you look at their face and their actions when they are questioned and someone questions their authority. You can almost see the psychopath spilling out of every pore. They 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 fucking they don't like it. They hate it. You can see them boiling up. They're like, "How dare you?" I'm a police officer. I've got the power here. You do as I say. And the fact that if you question them, Jimmy, oh show my, him, show him the clip. You can see escalate off of that. It's show it's not even on. the issue in hand. It's just that they're willing to to start getting violent with you because that's what their primitive actions are when someone questions their authority. They they don't like it at all. No, it's very they, primitive. They don't. And actually, there's a there's a great there's a great example that I'm about to pull up because this was real funny. These these dudes out here in whereverville were standing in front of a Taco Bell filming and they straight up just ignored like they had not they weren't doing anything illegal they weren't doing anything wrong they were having a conversation about Taco Bell and these cops walked up and started asking them what they're doing uh, show show him the one pull up the one of the woman saying well, lady the you f out of the way the woman, sorry that the the woman who said she can go ninety miles an hour down the highway. Yeah, pull that one up. <laughs> it's just a bad sure one. You've seen that floating around there, uh, Terry, on on the internet. Oh yeah, I'm sure he has not seen this one, but this one is uh, this one absolutely goes into the uh, the power projection, and it's a. Uh, it's a wild ride. It's a thing. I'm, I'm, look, I'm looking. Hang on. Trying to pull up. I think I found it. it. I mean, it's just it. It gives the the credence, right? That there's there's nothing else to be said except for that police think they can do whatever the fuck they want. I'm yeah. speaking for myself, but I'm probably speaking for a large majority of other officers out there. If we're driving on the freeway in our police car. Get the f out of the way. Get the f out of the way. The video's having a little bit of trouble, but she she goes on to continue to cuss people. I've seen that one. Yeah, I've seen um, it. We talked about he it the other a, night on the show, and he's a psychopath. Ooh. Absolute psychopath. I mean, if if I can delve quickly, just um, dive off topic a little bit. And um, obviously, I mentioned before that I was an order follower. Now, I'm I'm not a psychopath, but the thing is, when you're in groups and there's groupthink, certain behaviours and views are acceptable. So when you join the military and they're all, say, excuse my language, oh, I can't wait to go to Iraq or Afghanistan and kill myself some ragheads and stuff. And you sit and you laugh, ha, 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 ha. And it's, it's that, that horrible, completely immoral sort of sense of actions that are allowable, it sort of passes over. Do you know what I mean? Psychologically, you don't. People don't want to stand up and say, "Oh, that's that's hideous. That's absolutely horrible." Because you know, because then the group will turn on you, and people don't like that isolation, so they go along with the group think. And let it's me tell click. you, in the, military, in the military, there's a lot of people that are like a lot of people completely blind to any sort of politics at all. So they don't know why they're going to these places. They've no idea. But you know, it's us v them, and there's very much that kind of attitude of us v them. And I've got to be honest, I was suckered in by it as well when I was young. Now, 
the youth part is very important because I wasn't politically aware of very much when I joined the military. I don't know about you, Neptune. Or, or 9-11. Band, but... 9-11. There you go. And, so, and, I, and I mean, he was in before me. Um, so I don't, I don't know all of his reasonings, but mm-hmm. it was, it was nine eleven for me. I, I um, needed a job, but when I joined up, obviously that group think takes over because you're not politically yep. astute at a young age and you're very uh, vulnerable. Yep. Yep. Uh, easily led. So you tend to just follow the group think. And then it took, I've got to be honest, eight and a half, eight years before I started being like, what's going on here? So you see all this thing happening, but the, the media, they'll justify the actions and saying, oh, well, they're the bad guys and we're the good guys. Okay, so but we need to go and get them. We need to give them some freedom and blah, blah, blah. And then eventually one comes, comes along and, and you're like, really? I mean, what's going on here? So I started asking questions when we started bombing Libya in 2010, 2011, I think it was. Yeah. Going back quite a while now. And I, I said to my boss, I says, um, uh, so why are we going to Libya? And this, this is pretty stark. He's like, I don't know. That's just the order that's come down from the top. And that's what he said to me. And I was like, wow. So no one knows. We're just being told, yeah, we're going to go and carpet bomb that country. And then the Syria fiasco happened. And I'm like, wait a minute, why is it the countries that we're going to free always seem to have something like oil, right? So that's where I started, like, switching. I don't know what it was for you that maybe made you leave or whether you started to question if you were on the right side or not. But for me, that's things started to to kick in around about that time. And I'm like, wait a minute, there's something not right here. Why are we going to these places? But I don't know what it was like for yourself. It was kind of at Arafat. It, it, it was Libya to a point. Um, it was also a culmination of distrust in uh, command because, as you know, we're expected to trust the chain of command. Mm-hmm. And it, it, it's something you're supposed to just trust the process. And I, I, I felt very jaded in the – like, it, there's a – there's a lot of political business within the military that I don't think people who have not served will ever understand. But when you are, when you're denied resources, when there is like drama, like in the civilian world, like dealing with like HR related matters, right? There was a lot of that. And, but then on the other side of that, there was a, a a lot of stuff, especially leading up to the, the conflict with Libya, with Yasser Arafat, that was like, I, I didn't know. And at that time, I would have probably still identified as a probably Republican conservative. I didn't mm. really kind of fall off the wagon until until later on, probably like 2012, 2013. For me, leaving was more of just the way that it, the way the military treats its own people, like even past the, the point of what you're doing is wrong. We're just going to hang you out to dry when you get out. And I, mm-hmm. I still see that today with the way that that veterans are treated by veterans administration, by, by the VA. And it's, it's a, it's a whole thing here in the U S for every 
100 vets you talk to, probably 90 of them have a story about some bad experience they had with the VA. And it's, it's really bad. Like they, they've never taken a serious invested interest in our own welfare for as much of a click as the military is that they, you would think that they would look out for their own. No, I, I, I feel like it comes down to money. And well, I've, I've when, seen, I've seen when, a lot of them. Um, sorry, I just quickly jump in while, while you're on the subject of veterans. Um, I've seen that the amount of people that commit suicide upon leaving the military or while they're still yeah. in, and the numbers are frightening. I think oh, yeah. it was more people kill themselves um, than actually dying in, in theatres of war. I, I could be incorrect yeah. about that. I've seen some figures the other day. It's about, it's about eight. It's about every eight minutes. A and, and this is probably true worldwide. It's about eight every mm-hmm. eight minutes. A uh, a veteran will take his own life. And so uh, pe- people people do realize that they're they might have been duped the whole time, especially now in the digital age where people are seeing likes of us ourselves talking about this. Very easy to get. And they're, it's they're very thinking, easy to, I was on the, to get jaded. And, oh, shit, I was on the wrong side. I've done this. I've killed someone, blah, blah, blah. And then, obviously, you think of the amount of people that come out of the military and how quickly we all turn on the people that lied to us. And that's why you have your red flag laws, et cetera, over there. It's because they, yeah. they want to basically deem anyone who's a veteran with military training as mentally ill. So if, if they say, oh, I've got a bit of PTSD and I want a bit of pot, okay, you're mentally ill, you're not allowed to own a gun. And the reason for that is because they're terrified of of all these these veterans grouping together and saying, right, listen, you bastards lied to us and we're gonna come for you. So they need to to clip them off. Yeah. No, um, I and- I agree a hundred percent because I even saw this on a YouTube video a couple of years ago, as a matter of fact, where someone was basically saying, We're coming after you and a Marine vet himself said for every civilian you come after, there is going to be a legion of military vets standing in front of those people ready to defend them. So yeah. good luck with that shit. Well, and you know, there's, there's another common thing that I, you know, that I will say that I, you know, I see, I guess, from the outside looking in is a lot of your military vets that have, okay. A lot of your military vets that choose to not end up in law enforcement that have seen battle, that have seen atrocities, that have this distrust for their own government, they're, they're more of the ones and more along the lines to sit here and have you know this kind of conversation. And I believe it most definitely was more of like a brainwashing thing and something clicked one day and they were, they woke up out of that brainwashing and were like, Oh shit, you know, I'm, I'm the, I'm I'm on the bad team right now. It's, and yeah. yes, you know, unfortunately some of it does lead to suicides. There the 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 30 36% of the big suicide numbers you see are mili- are either current or former military members. Just alone and I was sitting here looking up some figures. Just alone in 2021 there were what did it say? Where did it go? Just in 2021 it, itself, there were more than 581 active service members kill themselves. Active service wow. members, like, and that you know that that says a lot in its own. But you know, back into like the order following thing, it seems the one where the brainwashing stuck 
or the brainwashing didn't break, those are your ones that come out of that state and go back into more of the same thing into like the police force. And now with them having such a militarized police force, it's like they're just walking, you know, back into the same thing they were already doing. So it's comfortable to them. It's what they know. It's how they operate. And it's probably agreed. And it's probably worth pointing out that law enforcement favors prior military. And Terry, I'm sure this is true in where you are that if you served in the U.S. military, you're pretty much bumped to the front of the line for the prospect of getting into law enforcement. Uh, Even more true from like 11 series in the Army and 0311 Infantry, Marine Corps, things like that. That is an absolute preference to be able to retain those people in a civilian setting after they've done however many years and and it's exactly the type of people that are going to enforce their 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 laws you know and yeah yeah, i mean uh, as to what jim jimmy was saying and i know personally someone uh, a good friend of mine and he came back from afghanistan and he killed himself and i've I've obviously been in australia and none of the boys knew He, he wouldn't he didn't talk to anyone so he got back and i don't know what he'd seen or or what had done his mind being over there, but I mean, we're talking like while well, he was back on his R and R at the end of his his tour, and he killed himself. And this was only six years ago. Um, so yeah, active and people that leave. So I mean, there's there's so many reasons why people end up in serious states of mental depression, and I think it's the ones that are more empathetic and have a, a conscience that that do end up spiraling down that sort of PTSD and depression route is because they, they have a conscience but, and they, they see things that they disagree with, they don't like, and they feel lied to. And then obviously <laughs> your, your psychopaths tend not to really care about that. Too yeah. much. But, the but, fa- but, but factor into that, this police psychological evaluation yeah. and the, you know, the tendency to want to gravitate toward those people who might have psychological damage in in one way or another for the for the hell they've been through for the shit they've seen and then they wind up in a law enforcement profession like give pause for thought does the police seriously take that into account i don't think so personally not not at all yeah i I mean I, i said it before and i'll say it again um whatever the ideology is it doesn't really matter historically we have been at war with psychopaths since the dawn of time. And I do believe that, whether it be under the guise of religion 200 years ago, nationalism with the British Empire, or this current empire, it's always people that aren't well mentally, that want obscene amounts of wealth and power, and they're willing to carry out any sort of act on society in order to get that sort of uh, power, adulation, fear, all of the above, self-importance, narcissism, and yeah. When you've got that, those types of people that are smart enough to, to elevate themselves to the top tiers of society with that wealth and power, they can do a lot of, they can do a lot of unspeakable things and they can, they can bring about what we've seen in the last, I mean, we live in a digital age where we can see it now. People like, guys like us, we can see it. But they can see that the extents of brainwashing they're willing to go to in order to protect their system. And that's, and that's what we've got. They've got a system where they've created laws which are supposed to be moral, but really they don't care about laws because they don't 
live by them themselves, but they're there to control all of us. And ultimately, whether you look at it historically or now in modern day, you always need that system of order follower in place to keep the rest of us in control. And I think that that's what we're seeing, but I think that it's starting to break down now because we've got access to information. This is why they're trying to censor everyone all the time is because the, 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 veil, the veil's been lifted. People are starting to see through this, this system of this is about order, this is about being moral, just do as you're told, and people have had enough. And people so, are starting to see through. And the order followers that have got a conscience are starting to see it as well. And you'll see that people aren't joining the military like they were. Yeah. They're not joining the police in the same numbers. Yeah, can I can I interject there yeah, for a yeah. moment too? Because this is something interesting, and um, I might be off by one. I don't think that I will be though. But with the exception of Bill Clinton, so here in the U.S., with um, with respect to the United States's increasing presence across the globe um, after the Second World War. Up through George W. Bush Jr., with the exception of Bill Clinton, every president had served in the military in some capacity from Ike onward. That includes Lyndon B. Johnson. JFK served. Ike served. Obviously, he was Shafe. Uh, all the way up through George Herbert Walker Bush Sr. and then George Jr., since then, you know, it, 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 it tracks that people could lose faith in the military that uh, that has gone down because there's almost a condition of, hey, I, I can identify with, with this person, with, their, with that mentality. I, I want to be like this person. It, it, it comes down to human condition, doesn't it? Mm, it does, yeah. 100% agree. Yeah, every up until George W. Bush Jr., except Bill Clinton, every president, I believe, yeah, even Jimmy Carter, yeah, Jimmy Carter as well, he served in the Navy also. Most of them had served in the U.S. Navy or the U.S. Army. And it, it, it definitely tied into the, to the very wide expansion of our military through the cold war and obviously speaks a lot to uh american imperialism through the cold war mm -hmm. to that end and order followers that hey okay yeah i'll follow in line this guy served in the military he's someone i can trust right mm -hmm. so just just psychology there yeah no i agree um it's almost a conveyor belt isn't it just repeating the same tactics over yes. and over again. Yes. I, I do feel, I mean, maybe you disagree. I feel like obviously it's changing dramas, uh, dramatically. If you look at the attempts to get people into the military now, because so many people oh, are so seeing through down. the charade. Yes. Yes. They, uh, the recruitment numbers are far down across the board. Yeah. They're trying, they're trying to wokeify the military and the police force now. Acceptance and tolerance are trying to put this progressive. I don't, maybe I'm just seeing that. Maybe you guys see it differently. I see this sort of progressive attempt to make the military look all colorful and, you know, 
accepting well, I mean, and i mean i i seen where back in what was it june the cops had uh rainbow stickers on their cars but i think they took those off when june ended <laughs> you know there's a <clears throat> there's an old meme that basically says what's the difference between a republican and a liberal and it basically is two b2 bombers uh dropping bombs but a liberal one has uh pride flags over on in it. the rainbow so, yeah yep I, I do think that there's an attempt now for this sort of um, there, there, there's, these, these institutions it, it, yeah because they're getting desperate because people aren't joining up the way they used to because they're oh, seeing yeah. I mean yeah, I, I, you think um, even memes there's layers to this shit media. man I mean we could talk about this for hours oh, yeah, like, yeah definitely well even, well, even Tanman you know um, uh, one of our one of our uh, meme admins over on Captain Conspiracy he he like right out of high school was about ready to s- sign up for the military and everything like I'm that I'm glad you and talked him out of that Jimmy and yeah, I mean, I did. I did. I, I gave him the flat out rundown of it. And I was like, really look at what you're talking about, bud. Like, look at today's military. Yeah. And, you know, after he's a good, he's a good kid him, and he definitely didn't need to go down that path. He, yeah. And he, and he ended up, you know, telling his recruiter, no, man, it's, it's, it's not for me. And, you know, I'm very proud of the dude for, for doing such a thing, you know, and I know a lot of people have different views in and outs of it, but like, I don't think, joining the military in the time like the time of our grandparents great grandparents even like in world war ii and stuff when there was an actual kind of worldwide threat going on compared to now where it just seems to be who can dominate the world quicker and the it's whole, a dick measuring contest the, well the whole um, you know the whole american european australian kind of coalition that exists with israel thrown in that mix too like they have just been slowly just encroaching on everybody else and i think uh, as fucked up as this sounds like i think putin makes a good point when he doesn't want to see that encroachment coming into russia he has a different belief system and instead of respecting that we continue to try and force them into things like these coalitions of nato and shit like that and like oh but my thing is it's just it's just why like the evidence is there truly if you really look the evidence is there like you made mention earlier going to libya why well we don't know that's just the orders that were there bombing mm-hmm. yemen why we don't know that's just the orders it's, that were there it's like always it's about it's, empire it's it just seems like like a global empire trying to literally take over the world it, like it's Star a Wars. it's a fucking dick measuring contest one empire right. ends, the next one begins. It's just repeat, you know, history yeah. repeats. Like, and you need we, the order followers to do that. And absolutely. And we talked about this a couple of days ago on the podcast. Like, for me, in my perspective, like in the furthering expansion of NATO, the Warsaw Pact officially died with the Soviet Union. But I don't think it ever really died. Or if it did, you know, the the fight of the Cold War has not really changed. It's just a matter of powers have shifted and there is a, a, a shift in technology between the the Eastern powers and the Western powers. Like Western Europe, NATO has never slowed down even after the Cold War ended. But the Warsaw Pact represented all of the comm block from the 1950s 
up until the fall of the Berlin Wall, right? So I don't think that that ever went away, at least as far as in virtue, that the, the world remains divided and what it comes down to for, especially in the sense of order followers, is whatever comes of it, somebody's going to want to rule the ashes they stand on. Yeah, yes. That's my, I mean, that's my opinion. Perfect. I, I love that. I think it's, it's true. Historically, we're, we're not really learning from our mistakes, are we? We go from... No, we're not. No, we're empire. absolutely not. That's because no, people are not clicking on history. at all. So, Sorry, what did you say? Go ahead. I was saying that's because we're not being taught complete history. I think, that's I think true. there's Amen. been so much omitted and edited throughout history that that is what's causing us to be in a repeat cycle. Repeat after me. History is written by the victor. Yes. I, th I think um, Mark Passio was bang on as well when he's seen that they start with the kids. Yep. They start early because let's be honest, as kids, we don't what, necessarily... We don't even necessarily pay attention to some of the things that they're brainwashing us with when we're kids. You know, oh, our country's good. So when when I'm when I was growing up at school in the UK and Scotland, they um they tell they tell you the history of the British Empire, but it's all about how this tiny island conquered the world. It's not like oh, empire's bad, it's wrong. It's that's not much. That's not unlike tiny, what Jimmy and I conquered all these countries. Yeah, that's not any different than what Jimmy and I would have learned in public school. I mean, yeah. how America evolved from nothing over 450 years to become the, the largest superpower in the world. And, straight away, as a small child, you have this sort of heroic um, understanding yeah. of soldiers. You, you Straight away, as a child, you're like, oh, well, they're great and they're brave. And yep. they, they help conquer. And so straight away, they do. I think Mark was... I disagree with Mark Passio on some things, um, but uh, he's a lot of it, especially with order followers. Yeah. He's, he's spot on, and he, he nails it in the head there where they yeah. where they start yeah. young. Because by the time they come to social media and talking in our sort of circles and pages, they're already fully gone. You know, mm -hmm. they've got that flag imprinted in the back of their brain or religion, whatever it is, and somewhere along the line, they've been taught that they're great, and you know. People elsewhere yeah. are bad, and they're subhuman. You know, they always make they always make people seem subhuman, so that any actions that order followers take, it's legitimate because they're not human anyway. You know. Yeah, it doesn't matter where you got your education from. Your nation is first, and everyone else is beneath you. Yeah, America first, England first, Russia first, China first. It's like that, regardless yes. yeah. of which country that's, you're that's in. Globally. I, think. I mean, you look at the state of order following in China. Yeah, and I mean, then that's, and that's and if you really think about it, that's that's dangerous in itself because you know I I'm not a big advocate for patriotism. Like I think that if you're you know you're standing up because your country's number one according to your perspective, well that's just dumb as shit. What just because there's an imaginary line doesn't make the people that live in Mexico any more different than the people that 
you know, I live next to now. And just like you're over in Australia and, you know, I don't think your people are much different than the people that I, I deal with on a day-to-day basis, you know, or and, not, or not. And, yeah. And, you know, you get, you get these thoughts of, Oh, America's the best. And you have these folks running around here acting like we're just superior and we're doing all this great stuff. But when it's, when you really look at it on paper, and this is from in the perspective of all countries, when you look at your own country on paper, from from an outside source it's just like well why you know why are these why are these atrocities happening i've i've caught tons of flack over the years because i you know i i don't care which country's flag it is even ours i'm just like fuck your team you know Jimmy, yeah, I've got your a, team's I've not got better than my team you know what i'm saying yeah. i'm like i'm like fuck Jimmy, you. I've, got a, I've got a i've got a meme Jimmy, i've got one. a meme before you pull this up this is all I've got to say, especially to to that end, is that "fuck around and find out" is a universal language. <laughs> that's brilliant. That's that's Australia, by the way. I know that that one. The guy on the the right, on the left. Yeah, the guy. On, <laughs> yeah, yeah, him too. <laughs> but I mean, I mean, but it is. You know, I just I, I and I feel that people get their their ideas up in the wrong way and you know when you when you really think about like this uh you know my team's better than your team it's put into our everyday life you know coke's oh. better than pepsi the browns are better than the uh than the rams or whatever i mean yeah i mean and i'm just throwing things out there i don't know shit about fuck when it comes to that kind of stuff but like, without it yeah I mean, but you can run you can run the joke as far down as you want i mean you could go into the the classic college football Ball joke, which is Clemson versus University of South Carolina. It's one of the oldest jokes in in history. Like the house divided, it, it it goes that far. It's at every level of of human thought. And and that and that division I though agree. that that division yeah. I believe is is where the big problem comes in because you know you've. You guys were kind of touching on it a little bit earlier, but when things like, say, George Floyd happened, instead of being, yo, that was an atrocity that shouldn't have happened or be filmed, nobody should have to die at the hands of a cop, you've got you've got the other side of groups going, well, well, what did he do? Why didn't he just follow the orders he was supposed to do and fight it in court? Why didn't he just yeah. this? Why did he was on drugs? Man, just like, you, yeah, know what I, drugs you know what I got to say to all of that shit? Yeah. Absolute joke. It's ridiculous. Because, because I don't think there's any reason to, you know, if, if, if a, especially, especially when it comes to cops, I think they should be held to a far higher standard because you are working in the public as a service supposedly to us. And you should be held to the utmost higher standard. You know, you, you being in the military too, Terry, you know, I've heard Bandit talk about this before too, where he's like, okay, yeah, we're taught to apprehend people and we can apprehend people without killing them. Even if it's a 15 year old with a fully automatic rifle trying to kill us, like, you know, we can apprehend these people without actually having to use the, the, uh, the just abusive brute force that police will tend to use. And, you know, they, you always hear these stories of the of the standing army against us and stuff like that. And when you're militarizing police officers, when you're militarizing low IQ order followers to be able to have tanks and military riot gear and stuff like that and chemical weapons that are banned in warfare 
but it's mm-hmm. okay for you to use it on civilians as a cop because you're serving and protecting. Yeah. You're I, you're taking that pot dealer off the street before he sends that money back to Al Qaeda. Like, get the, <laughs> get the fuck out of here. <laughs> mentioned this before, but uh, if there is to be any meaningful, you know, presence of law enforcement in the U.S. and this probably goes for anywhere across the world, it comes down to a matter of training and skills, interpersonal social skills, training in de-escalation, which law enforcement does not have. They They have the opposite. They objectively do not have that training. So if, if society were to continue in the way that it is now with policing, that must happen. Or this powder keg is going to blow. And honestly, yeah. I, I think that's probably about how I'm going to probably close out my thought on that. But that's that that's really what it boils down to in the end of it all, is that there is absolutely more training that has to happen. We need a, a cohesive thought on how police conduct business with the public. Obviously, they are isolated inherently because there is a natural distrust jimmy to your point earlier about you being alienated from your from from your family members uh gathering over bragging about that that is a stupid thing to brag about i mean that's that's weapons grade stupidity in my opinion i didn't even know who that 76 year old man was and probably never will but i was going to defend that man at that dinner table for real it comes down to it, it comes down to all those things it comes down to that conditioning we have to unlearn that bullshit we have to provide the tools and resources necessary for police to be able to conduct business and not just fucking let a trigger happy fucking shithead loose with two weeks of training on hey here's a gun and a badge you you met physical fitness standards. Here you go. Now go shoot some bad guys. That, that it's a bad way bad of guys. doing things. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I yeah. do want to ask right. both. I do want to ask both of you though. You know, like, and I would like to hear from both of you, Terry. I guess I'll start with you before we do get ready to start wrapping up. Since then, like since you broke your chains from order following, like you know how how have you uh, like how has that evolved you? You know, like did did you know, do you think it's made, you know, more of a difference that you can see your mistakes that you did with that and, you know, maybe see others and try to help guide them? Or do you? I I feel like um, I've been on a journey ever since. So once you you realize that you weren't intellectually correct or you were maybe partially brainwashed the first time around, then then you become open to, well, if I'm wrong about this, then, then what else am I wrong about? So you start, you start, you know, and then you're more accepting of other people having different views on societal issues, whatever it may be. And then so you re- you start to, you know, fully grasp ideas and speaking to people because you're more open because you've accepted that you were on the wrong side of history, so to speak. So for me personally, it's been a bit of a journey and politically and intellectually. And I feel like you know, I'd, I'd obviously be able to share that. And obviously people, if, if you're 
digging on the military or the police and they say, oh, well, you can't say it. So, well, I can because I've been in that order following position. I know what I'm talking about. You can disagree, but facts are facts. And let's be honest, we're never serving communities at this point. And if we're ever to, to break that mould, then, then you have to be able to highlight the, the psychological and the us v them a lot more to see that people aren't serving the community. They're actually they're serving a bunch of masters. So for me, it's been a journey and I'm still on it, to be fair. I, speaking to you guys, speaking to everyone else, you know, it's, it's brilliant. And then obviously I've got a Facebook page, which when it's not strangled, you know, we can reach a lot of people. And, and, and people do come around and say, you know, um, oh, I've learned something new there, you know, and you've changed my way of thinking. It, it's, it doesn't happen en masse, but, you know, it can be a contagion. You, you, you speak to people and then they start to pick up new ideas and they, they can they, they get where you're coming from. They know that you're not an enemy. You're just trying to, to help them see your train of thought. So that's where I would go. I've basically been on a journey. And Hearts and minds, man. Passing, just passing on what I know and, and what really I feel about the world we live in. And I think if, if more people get that education and they, they aren't censored from information, the people that aren't psychopaths are going to come around. And I, I, I do think that they are coming around as well. I think the tide is turning. I do. I could be wrong, but I, I feel like people are starting to come away from this objective. I, no, I don't. I, 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 I completely agree. Like, I, there's, as someone who's been out here screaming into the void for going on 20 yeah. years about trying to get you guys to wake up, like, it's mm -hmm. great to be able to finally have these conversations with people and not automatically be pushed out the door as the, as the crazy conspiracy theorist with the pirate hat on. You know, like, it's, it's, it, there is some, legitimate legitimacy to it and like i've said since i've started you know since i started with this show you know maybe this specific message didn't re you know resonate with you this time or maybe you didn't understand it this time and that's why i definitely recommend just like with you know books and stuff go back and retouch it because maybe there was something after your eyes did open that did resonate with you or hopefully some of the things that were said here today resonated with you and in that case go back and check out past things as well because you know, these are the these are the conversations I think we have to continue to openly have to move mm -hmm. forward. You know, you're not you're not going to find, you know, on your NBC News talking about order followers and stuff like this. They're not going to interview Mark Passio, are they? Put it They're that not going to interview Mark Passio <laughs> for sure. And and, you know, this is these are there's probably a ton of people out there that don't even know who Mark Passio is. And I'm hoping that that little clip very at the very beginning that we started with maybe shows you guys a little bit of something, you know, and, and helps you guys encourage people it. to watch it. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. know, and that's and, and, and listen to what he's saying, because there's more to it. That was that was just a seven minute clip out of like a two hour speech like he yeah. he's very passionate about his order followers things and you're right you know terry there's a few things even in there through that speech that i i feel indifferent about on his views but the baseline of order followers being being the reason we are in the state we are today is absolutely to do with the order followers. You know, mm -hmm. I know in my little small town, I didn't run into it much, but in places like New York City where cops were dragging people out of places for not having masks on, mm -hmm. what is your problem, officer? Like, get off, get off of your I'm bigger and better because of my costume than this other human being that doesn't want to follow some stupid crap handed down by you know by tyrants and stuff like there's i've heard before there's technically clauses in like 
police and military and stuff that if if you think an order is unjust, you can refuse to follow it. But like you just said, if you're in a group of people that are excited about going to kill people because they were brainwashed into saying it was okay, and you're like, hey, guys, maybe we shouldn't kill these people. Odds are you're about to get a bunch of shit. Mutiny yeah. is still democracy. Yeah. Think. Yeah. As fucked up as that is. But no, you're right. Yeah. So, well, of course, you guys know everything that we've talked about today. I'm going to make sure I've got links back to everything that we've pulled up and shown off while we've been chatting. I always make sure there are good links to that. And, of course, I'm going to have a link up there to uh, Terry and Defeat the Media that I was just sharing there a few minutes ago. And you can always find it on unconstitutionalawakening.com. Um, I, I try to help Terry out when I'm not banned on Facebook because me and him run into a lot of the same issues. The, the meme world will get you shut down real quick. And that, that's what kind of led to you know, why you guys see me and Neptune and Bandit and even Terry and stuff and more. You know, you see us now and hear us instead of just memes because we had to find another way around some of this stuff. And I thought podcasting would be a good route to try and do that. So it's it's different and it's fun. And I've had a great time in having these these real important conversations. I think that other people need to need to tune into every now and then, maybe to get a good perspective on some stuff. So, Terry, you got anything for me before we sign out? Um, no, it's been. It's been a, a really good conversation. Um, I would encourage people to to uh, read, uh, watch Mark Passio or anyone else who talks about order following, because you can obviously piece different pieces together. But when you you look at the general picture of order following and actually question the models, then you'll see that maybe it's not the the job title you you think it is. So I, that's all I'd like to say. And just thanks uh, Neptune and Jimmy for bringing me back on again. Yeah. Anytime, buddy. You're always welcome to come and join us and have a good time. Neptune, you got anything before we cut cut out? Nah, man. I agree with Terry 100%. Nah, it's been a good conversation, man. It was good to see you again. And Jimmy, I appreciate it. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Well, of course, you guys know that I can't uh, I can't sign out without having having a good pirate joke to end this episode with. So, uh, 